TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN Radio, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Our guest today is the leader of the Republican Party who should be on his way to be endorsed and nominated for governor of New York State. I heard him speak when he was in Buffalo as a guest of Nick Langworth, the Erie County Republican chair, and he had the most dynamic, spirited, exciting talk at Lucarella's before hundreds of Republican committeemen. Mark Molinaro personifies the term public servant at a time when people have lost faith in elected officials who focus on serving themselves over the people they were elected to represent and have become disheartened over a system of politics overcome by corruption and greed. Along comes Mark Molinaro. Mark was first elected to public office at the age of 18 in 94, serving on the Village of Tivoli Board of Trustees. In 95, he became the youngest mayor in America at age 19. He was re-elected mayor five times and elected four times to the Dutchess County Legislature. In 06, he brought his passion for public service to Albany when elected to represent the 103rd District in the State Assembly in 2001. 2011, Mark was elected as Dutchess County's 7th County Executive. At age 36, he took office as the youngest county executive in county history. Marcus Molinaro, our guest today on the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states. How do you feel being the leader of the Republican Party to run for governor of New York State? Marcus Molinaro. Listen, I, I feel really humbled. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I know politicians say that all the time, but I could not be a more unlikely candidate. Uh, you know, I, I, I grew up uh, not uh, not born to a political family. Uh, food stamps put dinner on our table many nights, uh, and I can tell you that uh, my mother, who doesn't think uh, herself all that remarkable, uh, is probably uh, more surprised uh, than I am. <laughs> Um, but um, uh, it, it is a humbling, humbling feeling that uh, my party in particular uh, has uh, really believes that uh, I'm the right person uh, to run. Uh, but, you know, in, in all candor, I'm not running to be uh, governor of a political party. I'm running to be governor of the state of New York, and I know the task ahead is, is going to be pretty great. Well, how do you look in the polling right now? Where are you in polling Mark Molinaro for governor versus Andrew Cuomo and Cynthia Nixon? Well, listen, I, there's not a lot of formal polling just yet. Uh, I, I would say to you that uh, we do know from, from poll uh, data that, uh, that's that been made public, uh, more than half of the state of New York uh, electorate uh, feels this governor is just not honest. Uh, and uh, he um, uh, his, his favorability numbers have continued to, uh, to go down, in fact, uh, you know, I, you know, as as we all know, New York State is more expensive today than it was seven years ago. The state government is more corrupt than it was seven years ago, uh, and frankly, uh, this governor has just emboldened uh, a, a culture of corruption that really is, uh, I, I think, gnawing at uh, so many New Yorkers. I mean, too many New Yorkers who know uh, that uh, family members uh, are more likely to move away than stay here. So. 
um, you know, I, I think that this race uh, provides a lot of opportunity for all the reasons we know. Uh, it's time that we have a governor uh, who knows how difficult it is to live in the state of New York. And, uh, you know, I just know that we need to hold the state government more accountable. Let's talk a little bit about taxes and Andrew Cuomo's recent signing to the tax bill creating the federal loophole. What is that all about, Marcus Molinaro, candidate for governor? Uh, Well, the governor can call it for whatever he wishes. I mean, first and foremost, you know, I would argue that uh, uh, Congress and the federal government uh, could have provided uh, a little bit of time to transition uh, and and from, uh, you know, from being able to write off your state and local taxes to uh, to really having that capped. But but that said, uh, New Yorkers are particularly burdened because we live in a high tax state and New Yorkers didn't choose to live in a high tax state. Uh, this state government, and in particular this governor, has allowed it to happen. We're more expensive today uh, than we were seven years ago. We have the highest combined tax burden of uh, nearly every state in America. Uh, and his response is this tax scheme that creates more bureaucracy, no guarantee that uh, people will benefit in any particular way, and doesn't really strike at the heart of the problem. Uh, the heart of the problem in New York is that New York State spends too much and forces too much of its state spending down onto local property taxpayers. Uh, which really is the greatest burden on families and small businesses. And that's uh, that's what we need to focus on. Uh, in this state, uh, over the last 10 years, has lost population. Uh, 42 of 50 upstate counties have uh, lost population. And too many people are leaving the state of New York. In fact, we lead the nation in outward migration. So it, that is a direct result of this state being too too expensive, and we need to confront that. Let's talk about the migration of young people and general population. I've heard that under Mario Cuomo, a million people left, and now I've heard an estimate that under his son, Andrew Cuomo, 1.1 million people have left New York State. So we're talking about over 2 million people have left New York State. A lot of people say they're voting with their feet. Uh, Is that the case with Andrew Cuomo? Oh, no question. No no question. They are voting with their feet. And, and, and worse than just having people leave the state. So you have uh, certainly 18 to 40-year-olds year more so leaving New York than any other state in America, which means their youth, their vitality, their innovation leaving. Uh, there, are, there are obviously those uh, who want to be able to retire here can't, and they leave the state. But worse than that are the people who uh, are struggling uh, in homes that may be underwater because uh, – uh, uh, the values have uh, decreased so much. Uh, property taxes continue to consume too much of their uh, their their own home uh, uh, and family income, uh, and those people are living paycheck to paycheck. And, and many are choosing, you know, between very drastic decisions: groceries and prescription drugs, paying their taxes, and providing opportunities for their kids. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it is a uh, you know. Uh, this is an ongoing problem. This governor hasn't confronted it, won't confront it, and continues to shift blame off to, to other people. We are too expensive, and we have to work to drive down, in particular, property taxes. And you do that by taking responsibility for, for state spending and, 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 and making and modernizing state government to be more efficient. Our guest today is Marcus Molinaro, the leading Republican to be governor of New York State, Dutchess County Executive. Let's talk a little bit about what took place last week when State Comptroller Thomas DiNapoli conducted an audit at the governor's office. What was the purpose of this? The uh, uh, well, the the uh, I called for the uh, comptroller to conduct the audit. I, I, he has not yet. Uh, my my our case is listen. Uh, this governor has enabled a culture of corruption 
that we've seen on trial for the last several months uh, that uh, ris- has risen to the to the levels of his office, uh, his own uh, chief assistant uh, brought to justice for basically selling uh, his office uh, to the highest bidder. Uh, and we know in the next few weeks the uh, Buffalo Billion uh, corruption scandal will be on trial, where again uh, a, a pay-to-play p- political scheme uh, has again infected the state capitol. And, and we believe, I believe, uh, that uh, that there needs to be an independent investigation. The attorney general ought to conduct that investigation to determine how uh, state resources, taxpayer-funded resources, were used in this uh, this corruption scheme. Uh, and if it's not the attorney general, we believe the comptroller should conduct the the investigation to determine uh, how taxpayer-supported uh, resources were used uh, to perpetuate what is a a, a corruption scandal. New York State Republican Chairman Ed Cox has said that those jobs that are created in Solar City are coming out to about $250,000 per job at taxpayer expense. Isn't this a little expensive for New York State taxpayers? Oh, my gosh. So, so New York uh, subsidizes and pays more to create fewer jobs than uh, nearly any state in the country. Uh, and this particular uh, governor has uh, uh, has has made the situation worth it. You know, he he takes tax money from overtaxed taxpayers, gives it to select businesses, most of whom are contributors to his campaign, to compensate for the fact that the state takes too much money from taxpayers to begin with. That's not economic development. It's it's uh, you know it, it's sadly some form of money laundering uh, with the taxpayers holding holding the bag. I mean, the truth is there's no transparency, and this entire economic development process hasn't resulted in job growth because it's not focused on the right things. You've got to drive down the cost of doing business, make it easier for families and businesses to survive. And I wouldn't uh, cut a check to a business, certainly not with, uh, with the current uh, uh, process in place. There's no transparency. There's no competitive nature that uh, allows for uh, accountability. And you and I, as taxpayers and the media, can't uh, can't even uh, access how those decisions are made or who's necessarily getting how much of uh, their money, taxpayer money. So, so it really needs to come to an end, and we ought to focus on creating an environment where businesses can grow, where families can prosper. And that that means driving down property taxes. It means holding state government accountable and making the state government more efficient in the delivery of its services, so that everybody can achieve success. Everyone has greater. Uh, uh, financial independence. That, that's what we ought to be focused on. Our guest today is Marcus Molinaro, Republican candidate for governor, who gave a highly spirited and exciting talk in Buffalo when he told of his race for governor of New York State against Andrew Cuomo and Cynthia Nixon. If you're listening in Buffalo, Syracuse, Manhattan, Toronto, or Washington, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio. 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as this station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. Thank you to Lynn Crow, Katie Delgado, and Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy for arranging this program. Coming up, we'll have Chairman Langworthy and Amherst Republican Chair Joe Hines on the show and Marissa Maruli who's leading a group to Alaska for a photo uh, tour. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding our recent guest, best-selling author Ron Kessler, about his new book on Trump in the White House, Dr. Eric Earl Compazzi, regarding prostate cancer, and Eric Reichert, who has uh, sailed throughout the world on his 55-foot sailboat. 
So stay tuned. We have many exciting programs. A little bit more about Marcus Molinaro. Upon taking the office of county executive, Marcus Molinaro sought to create a comprehensive economic development strategy, one that more aggressively attracts and retains private sector companies and jobs. This strategy streamlines the county's economic development apparatus, invests in a targeted marketing campaign to fill vacant commercial and industrial space, and promotes tourism as well as agribusiness opportunities. Our guest today, candidate for governor on the Republican line, Marcus Molinaro. Let's talk about the executive order passed regarding parolees. Uh, why did Cuomo issue this executive at offer order? Is it because 95% of parolees are going to vote Democrat? Well, I, I think, uh, first, I, I don't think there's any uh, guarantee that, uh, that they, they vote at all, but it, it's a miscarriage of justice. Uh, the governor unilaterally uh, making uh, that kind of policy change uh, without any consideration uh, for, uh, for law enforcement, uh, no consideration and, and circumventing the decisions of judges, uh, and certainly ignoring uh, the concerns of victims. So the, these are individuals who have not yet repaid their debt to society. Uh, and uh, frankly, the governor uh, should be ashamed that uh, he would not even engage in the in the open and, and, and public process necessary to craft policy. He, he seems to think that democracy uh, is just too much of a burden for him. I, I, I'd suggest that perhaps he find another line of work. But uh, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, these are decisions that that ought to be made uh, within the context of a uh, of a criminal proceeding, not by a governor signing an executive order without concern. Uh, for for impact, but to make matters even worse, uh, he's gone on to say that perhaps not everybody that uh, he's uh, you know issuing the uh, uh, the right to will actually receive the right to. So I, I don't know who who he's telling the truth to, uh, but I can tell you that as governor, I think that that public policy needs to be crafted by engaging people, including voters, making sure that uh, the the decisions are made in, in in the context of a legislative debate. So that's open and honest, and there's some transparency and accountability to the public, not not through uh, issuing governor's edict. Let's talk about uh, sexual harassment. We keep hearing more and more about cases around the country, and now there are a lot of cases in Albany. And uh, has the governor been AWOL? Has he been silent about these sexual harassment cases in Albany? Marcus Molinaro, please explain. Yeah, sadly, I think that he's been he's been hypocritical. Uh, you know, listen, um, no matter where an individual works in the public or private sector uh, or in their own lives, they should be, in particular, women should be able to live uh, in safe, uh, in safe, live and work in safe environments. Uh, we know uh, that this governor, in fact, uh, brought an individual uh, into his administration with a, with clear cases of sexual harassment uh, charges brought against him. We, we know. Uh, that there were women who came forward in the Department of Criminal Justice Services uh, in Albany, uh, where they, they were courageous enough to stand up and bring their case uh, of harassment forward against the supervisor. Those women were dismissed and demoted. And one one of them uh, is actually working out of a closet in a hallway in the in the department. That in and of itself sends a chilling message to, to employees, certainly within state government, but really to any woman who, you know, who, who needs to have uh, the courage to stand up and needs to know that their government and their governor are, are going to work to protect them. This governor was the last politician in America to return uh, donations given him from, from Harvey Weinstein. So, so it's, it, it's just it's unsettling at, at best, and it's, it's hypocritical. I come from a place in my county 
uh, where you know we start by believing. We say to women that that if they are living or working in an environment that's unsafe or there's a harass, uh, an issue of harassment, we start by believing you in an effort in an effort to search and find the truth. That is something that I think is very important. Uh, this governor has allowed for this to occur in his very own administration, and and it really is that again, it's it's unsettling at best. It's hypocritical. And it sends precisely the wrong message to, to people who need to have the courage and the support of their government to come forward. Now, we have seen the devastation in Puerto Rico, and I don't understand why is the current governor going to Puerto Rico all the time, and is he giving state funds to Puerto Rico when he represents New York State? I don't understand. There is a governor of Puerto Rico. That's that person's job. Why is the governor of New York State going to Puerto Rico and supposedly giving state funds to help Puerto Rico when he represents the state of New York. Could you explain this? Well, I wish I could. I, I don't. I don't know that anyone will ever know how much uh, state resource has been has been redirected outside of New York. I'm all for ensuring that we're good uh, humanitarians and that we organize uh, social, uh, church, religious groups, not for profits, even educational institutions, to reach out and be of assistance uh, to our our fellow citizens in Puerto Rico. Uh, the 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 real issue uh, for me is that the governor continues to focus on what clearly is um, you know his his presidential ambitions when there are too many living in in, in Buffalo or living in the Bronx that that uh, are struggling day in and day out uh, whether it's uh, crumbling supportive uh, uh, housing or maybe it's those living on the streets because they they deal with mental illness or drug addiction. These are, these are Americans, too, and they deserve uh, a state government that effectively embraces and supports them. Uh, but we'll never know uh, how much uh, resource has been re- redirected uh, or directed at all outside of New York. Uh, I just want to ensure, however, that as governor, uh, the people of the state of New York are, in fact, regardless of where they come from, are, in fact, our top priority. And providing for those who struggle every day needs to be the priority of, of, of a state government and this state governor. Our guest today is Marcus Molinaro, Dutchess County Republican Executive, who is the Republican candidate for the state of New York for governor. A little plug here, West New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. A little more information about Marcus Molinaro, candidate for governor on the Republican line, recommended by Nicholas Langworthy, Erie County Republican Chairman. Marcus Molinaro has been a leader on open space protection and farmland preservation, an advocate to preserve the Hudson River Valley Greenway, and a supporter of the Greenway Compact. In 2013, the New York State Senate appointed him to the Greenway Heritage Conservancy for the Hudson River Valley. In 2014, Mark was honored by the Pace University Land Use Law Center as a recipient of the Groundbreakers Award given to a graduate of the center's Land Use Leadership Alliance training program. Our guest, Dutchess County Executive and candidate on the Republican line for governor, 
Marcus Molinaro. We see a little controversy about Andrew Cuomo keeping a lieutenant governor candidate from upstate New York on the Democratic ticket. Are you looking into potential lieutenant governor candidates from upstate in western New York on the Republican line? Marcus Molinaro. Well, I want to be sure that first uh, our party uh, assembles a team of candidates that represent the very best interests uh, of the people of the state of New York. Uh, I announced uh, a few weeks ago uh, that uh, we've assembled a uh, screening panel to uh, consider a lieutenant governor candidate. I mean, my first priority is to pick somebody uh, that uh, certainly can serve as governor of the state of New York on on day one and a a partner uh, that uh, can, uh, uh, can help me govern. Uh, and there are some wonderful people from upstate and western New York uh, that I know uh, we're considering. I, I certainly want to consider and have expressed interest. Uh, I, I think that New Yorkers deserve a, uh, a team of people uh, who will put them first, who will focus on making New York State more affordable, holding the state government accountable, uh, and really representing and serving in the best interest of the people. So, um, yeah, there, there are some very talented individuals uh, that uh, that I'm considering and, and look forward uh, to uh, to making a selection and uh, uh, and really serving and, and, and helping to solve problems for people all across the state. When Andrew Cuomo was interested in first running for governor, he met with the state conservative party and he indicated he was going to be cutting uh, income tax, corporate taxes, regulations. I haven't heard of that taking place in the last eight years. Have you? No, neither have I. Listen, it's become more expensive in the state. Uh, and again, uh, I, I think that nobody, um, you know, no, no New Yorker can uh, could could possibly make the case that uh, uh, we've seen a, a more, um, you know, we've seen major tax relief, uh, uh, whether it's small businesses or families, uh, it's just too darn expensive in this state, and we've really got to confront that uh, in order to make it easier for everyone to uh, to live and survive across the state. Recently, New York State Assemblyman Ray Walter has mentioned that the state of Florida that has a million more people than the state of New York has a budget of about $80 billion, and New York State has a million less people and has twice the size budget at $160 billion. Uh, Shouldn't we be in the middle of spending nationally and not the biggest spender and twice the state budget of Florida when they have more people in the state of Florida? Could you explain this, Marcus Molinaro? Well, the short answer is you're right. I mean, we shouldn't be uh, the outlier as we are. Um, You know, I I confront spending this way. What, What is the intended goal? And are we getting uh, the, the, the outcome that we're paying money for? And if we're not, we shouldn't be spending the dollars. So, you know, I, I've, over the course of seven years in Dutchess County, uh, sought to modernize county government. I inherited a $40 million budget gap, and we transformed that over three years into a $20 million budget surplus. Uh, we've been able to lower the property tax levy in this county uh, over the last four years. Uh, I think that government needs to examine, and, and a governor needs to, to really examine every dollar spent and ensure that uh, we are, we're spending uh, taxpayer money as effectively and efficiently as possible. And if we don't need to spend it, we ought not to. So, you know, New York does uh, spend too much per capita. Uh, we tax too much, uh, and we borrow too much to make up the difference. And all of that needs to be addressed in a way, by the way, not to, not to cut important services from people who need them, but to ensure that we're getting the most effective and the most efficient delivery of those services. And, you know, I have a record of accomplishing that as a county executive, and it's something that uh, I know is so important to making New York affordable again. 
I travel quite a bit on business around the country, and I see these ads in Florida all the time for Startup New York. I understand they've spent over $50 million on ads, and only 390 jobs have been created, according to Assemblyman Robin Schiminger and Assemblyman Ray Walter. Let, let's, let's talk about that program. Isn't that a pretty bad investment to spend $50 million for 390 jobs created? Yeah, I think many of us uh, had hoped that perhaps something like Startup New York would actually work, but it, it didn't, and it doesn't, and, and it ought to be scrapped. Uh, you know, again, uh, in particular, uh, my concern is that there are business people and businesses all across the state who have been investing and supporting their communities and keeping employees, some businesses hiring and, and keeping employees that maybe they, they couldn't afford to, but there's a, you know, there's a contract with them. They feel... Uh, so compelled and so uh, so committed to ensuring that uh, they're supporting someone's family. So so we know that businesses already invested in the state uh, are struggling every day, and and the governor seems to think that by giving benefits to businesses from outside of New York and bringing them here, that that's a better investment. It, it isn't. We know that generally speaking, sixty to seventy percent of new jobs are created by existing businesses in a community. And what better way to grow the economy than trying to support innovation and small businesses that already exist expand and grow? And you do that by driving down the cost of doing business, making it easier and more uh, uh, more affordable for for businesses to thrive. That ought to be our focus. That isn't the focus of this economic development apparatus that the governor's. Uh, uh, created. And, and what we've seen is not only the waste uh, of, of taxpayer money with, with limited results, but we've seen uh, the contamination, if you will, the entire process corrupted uh, by a governor and a government that seems more interested in providing access to the powerful instead of ensuring relief to taxpayers. Now, that $55 million that was spent on this uh, program to bring jobs out of state here, wouldn't we be better off to give a $55 million tax cut to these corporations in New York State to enlarge their businesses? Oh, absolutely, we should be driving down the cost. And rather than pick having uh, a governor have so much authority that he or she can pick which businesses benefit uh, from taxpayer checks, which, which is wrought with, um, uh, abuse and, and clearly corruption, uh, we ought to be driving down costs universally. So, so taking the resources of state government as a, and, and really trying to uh, reduce the size, scale, and scope of state government, making, making uh, New York State and holding New York State government more accountable, making services more efficient, more cost-effective, drive down the cost so you can reduce taxes. And one of the ways I think we need to do that is by relieving uh, local property taxpayers of the massive burden that this state shifts down onto property taxpayers. It does so, by the way. This state shifts more of its state spending onto local property taxpayers than nearly every state in America. That changes. That changes, and we can reduce property taxes, and everybody benefits from that. Sorry, we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned a great deal of information from the dynamic Republican Candidate for Governor Marcus Molinaro, recommended to be on this program by Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy. Special thanks to Lynn Crow and Katie Delgado for enabling this, and to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the last 15 years at ESPN AM 1520. Thank you for teaching us so much about your race for governor, Marcus Molinaro. Have a great week. Thank you very much. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.